Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1283, air date July 31st, 2023. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Today I have Dr. Shiva with me. He's a very, very special guest, and he is running for president. He is solution-oriented, and his mission is to get everybody past the left and right paradigm. So without further ado, welcome, Dr. Shiva. Great to be here, Morgan. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing today? Good. I'm glad we connected. And um, and you know, I, I know we had a brief chat, but let's just sort of jump right into it. I think the discussion is we want to focus on sort of the areas of censorship, CISA, how all of this, what I call the, this digital cage came into being. And then we can transition to really talking about what I call these fake heroes that yeah. are there to really educate the audience of what you said beyond this left-right, sort of obvious, not so obvious establishment paradigm. Okay. So yeah, let's start at the beginning and let's take it back to uh, the year of hell, 2020, when all this started with you and your Senate race. Yeah, so I think, uh, first of all, I, I think um, there's a number of people like yourself, Morgan, who are very, very enlightened, who are watching all of this, you know, and getting it. And, and I would say at that time, just at a very high level, in spite of all the censorship, about a half a billion people around the world came to understand this, not just in the United States. So if you go back to 2020, it's almost three years ago now, um, September of 2020, to be specific, you know, I had run for United States Senate federal Senate race, the leading candidate in Massachusetts in a primary. You know, obviously you have a primary race and then you have the general elections. A primary in Massachusetts occurs on September 1st, 2020, the general election on November 4th, uh, 2020. Um, to give you the idea of what had occurred in Massachusetts, you know, as in most parts of the world right now or in the United States, both parties really serve the same master. Um, they have very, very minor differences particularly at the establishment level, and even at the not so obvious establishment level, which is to sucker people into one wing of the establishment. But in Massachusetts, um, in 2020, um, if you walk through Massachusetts or you drove a car, you couldn't get out of Massachusetts without seeing one sign which said Dr. Shiva for US Senate. Uh, we had raised close to $2 million, which is a lot in a primary race, all from independent people all over the United States, 3,000 volunteers on the ground, um, you know, 10, 20,000 lawn signs, 25,000 bumper stickers. Uh, but most importantly was the bottoms up movement. Um, most of our movement was 60, 65% were people who never voted before. What I call the dark matter, people who have checked out of the system because they don't believe it. Um, a lot of women who came out, mothers who were not politicized because of my education that I'd done on the whole, you know, beyond vax and anti-vax, they were uh, very saw me as a trusted, you know, person who could offer them solutions. So very powerful movement. Now on the eve of September 1st, 2020, right? August 31st, 2020, the word on the street was I was going to win by a landslide. Now the GOP establishment had found some guy to run against me. The only thing he had going for him was it was a last name, which is an Irish name, O'Connor. Um, but no lawn signs, no campaign, nothing. I don't even think he had any volunteers. And lo and behold, we win in Massachusetts. There's different counties at the county level in Franklin County where it's 99% um, of the uh, votes are hand counted paper ballots. We win by 10 points. And in every other county it was 60, 40, 60, 40, 60, 40, 60, 40, 60, 40. Quite extraordinary. 
Um, and that's when I had to sort of recognize that corruption at the election level, which you only hear about in quote unquote third world countries takes place, but it was occurring right in front of our eyes. In fact, people had said, Dr. Shiva, the only way you're gonna lose is if they cheat. And I go, that doesn't occur in America. You know, that was sort of naive. Um, so what we, so, but after that, it was obvious there was serious fraud and corruption. Um, I had to put my hat on as an MIT engineer, as a systems guy. And I really started within a very few, about a week started studying everything I could do on election systems, on these machines. And what I discovered, and I started doing videos then, a bunch of them are out there, that these machines have a weighted race feature. A feature where Morgan, if you got a thousand votes and I got a thousand votes, they could multiply your votes by a factor of two, a weight. And they could take my votes and multiply by a factor of 0.5. So suddenly a close race becomes 2000 votes for you and 500 votes for me. Now this is a feature that was put in for housing association votes. You know, Let's say you own more square footage of a condo, um, then you would get essentially more votes on a maintenance issue, right? And that made sort of sense. But the United States is supposed to be one person, one vote, right? It's a very fundamental principle of the constitution. Um, many, many Supreme Court rulings have uh, talked about this. So what ends up happening is um, I start dwelling into this and I do some deep sort of MIT type PhD level mathematical analysis. And I show that the concept of my getting these votes would have been like impossible at this level. In fact, I have a video we can play for it later on. And so we were quite annoyed, you know, our movement in Massachusetts, we moved to a write-in campaign. So we were still running as a bona fide candidate. You can run as a write-in in the general elections. So between, so you have September, October, a um, couple of days, November. So 60 days still left. We had moved our campaign to a write-in campaign. And we started putting out cards. I don't have one of them, but there were little cards like this, which said stop election fraud, because we knew there was election fraud. And 2 million of these cards we distributed door to door all over Massachusetts. So you can imagine the amount of effort that took. Right. All right. So the reason I'm giving you the, the magnitude of this, this was a truly people's bottoms up movement. No GOP support, no support from Trump, no Republicans, nothing. You would have th thought they would have embraced someone like me. So on as I'm going through this, one of the things I find, Morgan, is that there's a law that was passed 50 years ago by a Democrat majority called um, 52 USC 20701. It's a law that says that, hey, we want to protect elections because there's a lot of cheating going on, right? At a time when there's serious discrimination of people of color. So Democrats said, we want this law, which said that for every federal election, that you have to preserve all data for 22 months. It was an actual law which encouraged auditing of an election. It said, hey, we want the American people to feel good. If they felt they got cheated, you have 22 months to audit that election and potentially reverse that election. So it's a good law. Democrats wanted this. That's what's ironic here. Hmm. So, um, so pursuant to that law, one of the things is when a ballot goes through those machines, gets scanned, it creates an image, a photograph. And that photograph is saved on the hard drives and supposed to be preserved for 22 months because that's a piece of data that is created, uh, any uh, data generated during a federal election, supposed to be preserved. So I go to the Secretary of State's office and uh, with one of our volunteers, and we have a camera and we say, hey, we'd like the ballot images. We're here to deliver you a public records request, a FOIA, and we want those ballot images. We want the hard drives because we want to look at them. 
Well, the guy behind the counter says, ha, 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 we deleted those images. We turned that feature off. I can sort see his face sort of gloating. And I, um, so anyway, we submitted our FOIA. They have 10 business days to get back to us. The general counsel of the Secretary of State is a woman called Michelle Tassinari, and I'll, I'll say why this name is important. Um, 10 days later, we don't get a response. I write, I said, hey, you need to respond to us. You're violating even state law, federal law. So they send back a response saying, hey, we don't need to save the data. I write back, show me the law. They write back sending me a PDF to a machine. I mean, completely irrelevant information. I write back and I say, you violated federal law. You haven't answered the question. Those four emails, two from me, two from the Secretary of State, um, I've never been thrown off Twitter. In the middle of the federal election, September 24th, 25th, I go to Twitter and I said, the secretary, I said, Massachusetts destroyed one over 1 million ballot images. The operative word is images, not ballots, right? The images. Right. That starts going viral on the internet. And I share those four emails, which are public because she's a public official. Those emails start going viral. And within about 24 hours, I think on September 25th, I'm thrown off Twitter. Now, from a First Amendment standpoint, Twitter has First Amendment rights. You have First Amendment rights. They can throw me off, right? They have First Amendment rights. However, a one of these fact-checking organizations writes a big art. I think Reuters was put on Reuters. And they say, you know, this guy is lying. Ballots were not destroyed. You see, they cut out the operative word images. Right. And in that article, one of these fact-checking organizations said, and we contacted the Secretary of State, and they, and they said they contacted Twitter. Now, think about what I'm saying. The government contacts a publicly traded company to get them to throw off a U.S. Senate candidate because I was criticizing them. This is the foundations of the, the United States. Right. It's a foundational principle. Congress, First Amendment says Congress shall pass no law right to breach the First Amendment, the freedom of speech. And the highest form of protection of freedom of speech is your right to criticize government officials. That's why the founders created that you should be able to say stuff against the king without being hanged or persecuted, right? So here I'm a U.S. Senate bona fide candidate who raised $2 million. I'm crit criticizing the government. The government contacts Twitter and makes them throw me off. And I said, wow, I didn't understand enough about elections yet, Morgan. So I, I, I was in an election you know, I couldn't find election lawyers. By the way, there's very few of them. In fact, none of them, frankly. Um, They're too afraid, probably. Well, most of them don't even know election law. It's a very tough area of law. Um, so here I'm starting to try to find lawyers. Say, hey, look, we ought to sue now, right? Because remember, we're running a write-in campaign. We have people going out, handing out cards. We're mobilizing people. And now I'm off Twitter, which is the most important platform, as we all know, for politics. Instagram is not for politics. Facebook is for pictures of your dogs and friends. But Twitter, we know, is the platform for politicians. I'm off of the most important platform that helped me raise $2 million in the middle of a federal election campaign. This is like a dissident in other countries being thrown off by the government, right? We would, we would, we would go to the UN and we, right? People would raise hell. So I try to find lawyers. No one wanted to take on the Secretary of State, a guy called William F. Galvin. Why? William F. Galvin is known as the Prince of Darkness. That's his name. He's been in government for 40 years. Most people say he owns every judge. He owns every big entrepreneur, right? He's got crap on everyone. 
So no lawyer wanted to take on Galvin. So I said, shoot, I got to do this myself. So I had to study the law. I'm not a lawyer and I had to file my own lawsuit. And I, so, you know, typically you file a lawsuit, but you could also file what's called an injunction. If you think it's an emergency, you know, the lawsuit may take a year, but right. an, an injunction says, hey, look, judge, this is important. This is an emergency because I'm running for office. This is not only the violation of law, but you have to do action right now. And 99% and of judges don't like to take on PIs, preliminary injunction, because they're putting their ass on the table. Because if you accept an injunction, if you even take a case on an injunction and you give the injunction, you're basically saying the guy's going to win the whole case because you have to have merits of the case. So anyway, I have to file the lawsuit and an injunction. And lo and behold, on October, the judge decides to give us a hearing, I believe is October 15th. So that's a timeline. So remember, November 4th is the generals. We're out there campaigning, campaigning, campaigning. We're passing out cards. Election fraud just took place. Stop. Election fraud is everywhere in Massachusetts. Um, so two weeks after you got thrown off Twitter, you're in front of a judge. We're in front of a judge. Okay. Now, if you go to winbackfreedom.com, I may be able to share that. I write to Tucker Carlson. Okay. I've met Tucker before. Okay. And, you know, he, you know, he's, he's a guy who claims he's for conservatives, right? Republicans. And I write to Tucker Carlson and I say, hey, Tucker, you should cover this case. It's a very, very important case. It is a case having to fundamentally do with the First Amendment. And it has to do with the fact um, that I was thrown off Twitter uh, for, uh, uh, for the government um, contacting Twitter. All right. So it's not a simple thing. And, and so just to, you know, just to put the data out here so people understand this was not, uh, I'm not, you know, just smoking some, but there's the email. You see that? To Tucker. All right. On October 20th. Uh, the hearing was, um, I think held between October 20th and 30th. Okay. Forget the exact date. I think 25th, maybe. So Tucker Carlson doesn't respond. And what ends up happening is I go in front of the federal judge and I have to present the case. The judge had wanted me to prove something called the Blum test, which is state action. Cause I have to show the government contacted Twitter. It wasn't Twitter did it on its own accord. Mm -hmm. And they argued case law and the judge was quite impressed. In fact, he started yelling at the attorney general because the guy didn't even argue. He goes, this guy has no law degree. You've gone to Harvard. How come he's arguing this better than you? Um, and in that case, the judge and I cross-examined the social media director. She's the one who owns a Twitter account of the government. And the judge says, well, tell us how this went down. I'm paraphrasing, you know, and we have all this in transcript. What did you, what happened? He go, she goes, well, we saw him saying ballots were being destroyed. She's lying, right? I said ballot images. And he goes, what did you do? He goes, well, we wanted him off. You know, we wanted these tweets taken down. And then he goes, what did you do? He goes, well, we contacted Twitter. He goes, oh, how did you do that? And the judge is not a Twitter oddie or anything. He's never used Twitter. She had to explain a lot. She goes, oh, we have a special portal. And he goes, what's a portal? Oh, we have a special place where we as government get treated as VIPs. And he goes, oh, tell me more. He goes, we contacted Twitter through that portal, the partner support portal, backdoor for government into Twitter. And we told Twitter, this, this guy's lying. And then he goes, what happened? He goes, well, all those tweets were taken down and he was thrown off. And he goes, how did you feel? This is amazing. The government says, we felt relieved. 
So a U.S. Senate candidate is silenced by the government and the government feels relieved. And what was I doing, Ariel? I was criticizing the government, which is the most highest form of protected speech. Anyway, after this, um, I write to Tucker Carlson and you can see it right here. I said, Dr. Shivaid obtains landmark victory. Let me tell you why it's a landmark victory. The judge is so annoyed at the government. He says, look, I'm under a picture of Louis Brandeis here as one of the biggest First Amendment. And he goes, I may be 72, but I still believe in the First Amendment. Didn't you guys have the common sense to think about if you didn't agree with him? Why didn't you just go on Twitter and argue it out with him? Why did you call Twitter to silence him? Had you ever thought about we had the First Amendment? And they look like, well, no, not really. So anyway, he gives me all the terms of my injunction. Quite extraordinary. He orders them. A federal judge orders them. You will no longer contact Twitter. You will, if you have any issues with him, you will go on Twitter and argue it out with him. Not call the government. Anyway, the interesting thing is, guess when I'm put back on Twitter? On November 4th, after the election is over. Oh, so of course. I lost nearly 60 days. Right? Anyway, after that, I'm on Twitter. Right? So remember, the judge said you will not call Twitter. We've, we've established for the first time in history, not only U.S. history, but the government has backdoor access to a private company to silence political candidates. Um, you would think every major media should have picked this up, Morgan. A few people picked it up. You know, Gateway Pundit, Steve Bannon, right, who were seen as fringe guys at the time, right? But nothing from Trump, nothing from, I call him fucker Carlson now, okay? Nothing from him, all right? Um, silence, right? Intentional cover-up. It's more than just silent. I call it intentionally concealing this important development. So I'm, uh, I'm back on Twitter. I start tweeting away. As you know, you know, as a scientist, I've, I've exposed Fauci. In, in March of 2020, we were the first ones to expose the pandemic, while Bobby freaking Kennedy, effing Kennedy, was promoting lockdowns. And everyone should go look at them. He put out a tweet saying lockdowns, strict lockdowns. You know, it's going to save the climate. And if we raise lockdowns, it's going to spread. Trump was promoting lockdowns. We started the Fire Fauci campaign, collected 120,000 signatures. I drove our bus with volunteers and we delivered them to Trump. Because as a scientist, I could see the future, How what a scam this was. So here we were running the Fire Fauci campaign. Here we're exposing the pandemic. I'm doing video after video after video, educating people on taking vitamin D and quercetin. We weren't making a penny. We weren't like Zelenko selling bottles of vitamin D, okay? All of that's going on at the time. And we have discovered the violation of the US election systems. These weighted race features, I was doing work on Michigan, Arizona. That was all going viral, right? I would do a tweet, we get 30,000 retweets, that kind of thing. February 1st, um, a bunch of our followers are saying, hey, Dr. Shiva, what's going on in our lawsuit? We know you got the injunction. Remember, the lawsuit is still there. We got the injunction. So I did. I do a long live talking about what, what's going on with the lawsuit, what had occurred, that we had discovered the backdoor portal into Twitter. Once again, share those four emails. Morgan, and boom, in 17 minutes of sharing those emails, at the end of the live, I'm thrown off deplatform for good. Deplatform. Okay. So I go back into court the next Monday and I said, Your Honor, these people didn't hold up their end of the bargain. You told them not to contact Twitter. 
And I had to explain to the judge what they had done was, you know, as a technologist, I knew that when they contacted Twitter, I was on a blacklist. And as we know, they can track keywords. In fact, they can watch images. So those images were already put into a database, right? To watch me for my account. And the word Michelle Tassinari, because I'd said Michelle Tassinari was the Secretary of State. Tassinari's keyword was coded with my account. Now the judge, I needed to explain this concept of keywords and how AI worked, but he got it. So the next Monday he orders, he said, I can only give you restitution if you bring Twitter into the courtroom. Now, in the first case, when I won the preliminary injunction, it was me against two Harvard lawyers. And now this time it was gonna be me against seven lawyers. Why? Because we had discovered not only did the government contact Twitter, but the National Association of State Election Directors called NACID, which is a one in every state, they bless all the voting machines. They had also contacted Twitter through that backdoor portal with the force of all 50 state governments. Okay, they don't like a guy like me, an MIT PhD, who's done this work. It's not like a fringe thing, right? It's a guy with credentials saying something's really wrong. So they were also ordered into court and Twitter. And that hearing was set for end of May. So um, I once again, as I'll share here, write also to uh, and Tucker, okay? And I'll show you this. And I said, Tucker, federal judge orders Twister to, uh, uh, sorry, Twitter to testify in Dr. Shiva's historic First Amendment case, first case to show how government makes Twitter silence political speech. And look at the date here, Morgan. This is May 2021. This was 2020, okay? Mm -hmm. So this is way ahead when we could have stopped a lot of problems, right? With Fucker Carlson, sorry, that's what I call him, and that's what he should be called, with his megaphone, could have told this to the world. He had everything in front of them. I mean, he's got the lawsuit. He's got the transcripts. There's no bullshitting here. It's all in front of him. Federal judge had ordered it. Huge victory. So now in May, the judge said, I want Twitter here. I want NASA here. And I want the government here. And again, it's still me fighting this. I had to write more briefs. The night before this hearing, I am trying to figure out what is this portal, right? This backdoor portal. And there's nothing written about it, Morgan. Finally, I found a document written on a server in England. And in fact, this, you know, the British are the ones who hate the First Amendment. Let's not forget it, right? Uh, Prince Harry said the First Amendment is bonkers. And we cannot forget there is no First Amendment in the Commonwealth countries. They hate the fact that we have the First Amendment. So in Britain, Katie Minsall, who was then the general counsel of Twitter, talked about this thing called this partner support portal, this backdoor portal that was originally created for government in England to suppress speech of citizens in England. They'd rolled it out there like a beta version. It was then used in India during the general elections in India. It was used in Taiwan and New Zealand. And then it was brought to the United States. You see, they tested it in the other Commonwealth countries who hate the First Amendment. Wow. And when it was brought to the United States, it was brought here in 2017, 2018, and they held a big conference at the Harvard Belfer School. And at the Belfer School, they organized a massive meeting, a think tank called Defending Democracy Meeting. And this Defending Democracy group was run by none other, or the participant of that group was none other than Michelle Tassinari, who's the Secretary of State of Massachusetts General Counsel, Twitter legal, okay? 
and all of the defendants that were that I had bumped into. Okay, and so that was who was actually the creators of this thing. And I'm going to share with you right now. So literally the night before, I find these things called playbooks. Literally at 2 a.m. You know, my hearings at 8 a.m. And those playbooks are quite extraordinary. Um, and those playbooks are right here. And one of them is called the Election Influence Operations Playbook for state and the local officials. And this was written in 2018, okay? It came out in 2020, but they had the meeting in 2018 to organize all of this. So they and had this all planned. Exactly. And look at the authors of this, okay? Amy Cohen, who's the head of the National Association of State Election Directors. And if you look at it, Twitter legal, right there. So the Twitter legal department, and if you look, all of these people are think tank people out of the Pentagon, people from the Democrats and Republicans had created this playbook under the anodyne term defending democracy. How Orwellian can you get? Okay. And if you look at, oops, if you look at the next playbook, um, it was, um, sorry, let me go back. Um, so the next uh, playbook, as they're called playbooks, right? They're actually playbooks, like actually coaching books. Like this is what you will do to silence U.S. citizens. And you will call them influence operators. This is the other playbook that I discovered. And I was the first one to bring this out to the public. And I'll come back to this. But this playbook, again, has the authors. And you can see the same set of people um, who are here um, creating all of these. But this playbook, right up front, it says that this is how you're going to silence people. First, you're going to anticipate and prepare. Then you're going to identify and assess, which means that's what happened in September. They identified me. Hey, this guy's identified, you know, he, he needs to be put on a, a list. Then they responded to me and then they learned and improved, which means they would watch and silence me the second time. And if we go back to the original playbook here, we will find out, sorry about this. If we go back to the original playbook, and by the way, all this is on Winback Freedom. We were publishing everything for everyone to see, the world to see. All those Matt Taibbi, right? Schellenberger, all those people who act like they never heard of this. And I think they're all government operatives because they never cited this work, which has been out there. Either they're absolute plagiarists or they're acting like, oh my God, you know, all this stuff is happening now, three years later. But what you see in this playbook is they literally say who will be blacklisted, okay? And they say the following kinds of people, if you see, and they define what is misinformation and disinformation. Let me show you this. One type of mis, if people who, if you say, if you're writing, like I was saying, that people run elections are corrupt, you'll be put on a blacklist. Think about that. Right. It's all spelled out here in 2018, 2020. Why are we waiting? Elon Musk ain't doing anything for us. His Twitter file stuff is bullshit. This is all, I exposed all of this in federal court, did many, many videos of this in 2020 and 2021. And then the second playbook literally tells people, and this is, so after I find these in federal court, I bring up these playbooks. It was my opening testament. I said, and I say, judge, this is what I discovered at two in the morning yesterday. And I said, all of these defendants from Twitter legal, um, they practiced this process on me. And what they had done was in phase one of that process, they had identified me as an influence operator. I was on a blacklist. I'm a U.S. citizen. And then they had proceeded to 
categorize me as a serious threat. They used, they watched my keywords. They looked at what my Twitter, I mean, this is actually, this tells the election officials what to do, okay? They assess the severity. So you are a high severity influence operator if you have an established voice, which I did, Morgan, right? Right. Everywhere, I had credibility, MIT, PhD, four degrees, Fulbright scholar, volume, you know? I would do a tweet and it would go viral like crazy. So this put me as a high severity threat. So they have high, medium, and low. This isn't a freaking document. And when you have high people, they say, what do you do? Well, for high severity threats, which is what apparently I am, you will use a partner support portal to let Twitter know, Facebook know. So, right, so they have their own portals. This is a backdoor portals, all right? Again, 2020, 2021. And if you're a high severity threat, you will activate the response team. That's what happened in September. You'll prioritize them. You will determine if there's a broader public communication. That's why they did the Reuters release. And then you would continue media and digital monitoring. That's what they did in February. Once again, I shared that tweet, okay? So this is a complete system of censorship in the United States. It's not China. This is not some other countries, the United States of America. Now think about what I'm saying. Again, I shared this with Fucker Carlson. All of this. And Glenn Greenwald, you know, the guy who claims he's fighting for free speech with Snowden. And the ACLU. Nothing. Nothing. 2021. Here I'm fighting it. And the judge, it's all in transcripts. So I go, when I go the next day into court, the judge is like appalled. It was supposed to be a two-hour hearing. It ended up going all day. And he goes, this lawsuit will become, will be taught in every constitutional law class in the United States. He's a Harvard law guy, Yale, I'm sorry, Yale law, Harvard undergrad, 70 year old guy, right? No, you know, lightweight. My lawsuits were so good. The head of Twitter legal said, there's no way your honor, he wrote these lawsuits himself. They're too good. And I had, okay. The next day, the judge comes in, he goes, I went through everything Dr. Shiva said. And he turns to me and he goes, I, you know, I can't believe you did the lawsuits on your own. They're extraordinary. He goes, I have the right to appoint you an attorney to help you brief it up because he wanted to give me a win to at least go back on Twitter, Morgan. Okay. But my lawsuit was not just about going on Twitter now. It was about Twitter. That was only one piece. But I had discovered this entire censorship infrastructure which I drew out and I presented in court. I had discovered the entire infrastructure involving Michelle Tassinari, involving Twitter legal and all the players. I mean, this was a day and night project. Again, um, no one's paying us for this, right? We're doing this on our own. Um, there's no billionaire behind this. We didn't have to, uh, we didn't have to buy Twitter to figure that. And there's this diagram. You see this? I had, figured out the entire censorship network. Here's Tassinari, right? And we published this. Here is Pierre Omadiar, the head of eBay, Murdoch's from Fox News, uh, uh, Zuckerberg's. And what you see is here are all the big players and over here is CISA. Now CISA is the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency created on November 16th, 2018 by none other than Donald J. Trump unanimously a bill unanimously voted by every freaking every freaking congressperson think about what i'm saying every congressperson every single one of them voted for the creation of sisa 
I'll walk you through this, okay? So Tassinari, who I thought was just the counsel to Galvin, she's on the general committee of CISA. There's a four-person committee. It involves left and right. Over here, Tassinari shows up at the MIT Election Lab. She's over here on the Bipartisan Policy Center. She's over here at the Harvard Belfer School. And all of these people, including Tommy Hicks, uh, here you have, um, what's his name? Uh, uh, what's, his, what's this guy's name? Uh, he was uh, Robbie Mook, who was Hillary Clinton's campaign manager, left and right. All of these people at the Belford School had created all of these documents. They're the blueprints of how you censor Americans, including Chris Krebs over here, who Trump appointed. Okay? So Trumpers better get off their head out of you know what. CISA was signed into law by Trump. And it is my view that Hillary Clinton had been elected and she signed CISA. We would have had a revolution in this country. But Trump, the quote unquote MAGA guy, the quote unquote locker up guy, is the one who signed CISA into law. Remember, December 15, 1791, First Amendment passes, which says Congress shall pass no law to breach freedom of speech. Well, Congress passed a law to destroy freedom of speech with the creation of CISA, and CISA was given authority to create this entire backdoor portal, which is includes NASA, CISA, Global, DHS, all these people, and this is a backdoor portal, which was- Congress Shiva, I yeah. have a question for you in regard to that, like when it comes to Trump. So he signed this, which makes me think that he had to know what was about to come down the pipeline when 2020 came, is that possibly a correct, uh, you know, statement? No, I don't think Trump knows what the hell he's doing. I've met with Trump. Trump is about making money. Trump is Trump is an actor. Okay, um, Trump was brought in. Here's my view on Trump. You know, if you believe elections are selections, right? Let's mm -hmm. let's assume elections are selections. That's what I discovered. If right. elections are selections, you have to. You can't be choosy about it. Obama was a selection. Trump was a selection. Let me tell you why. Look, I gave money to Trump. So all you people just wearing MAGA hats, I just didn't, I, in fact, I have a bunch of MAGA hats. I've never probably wore them once, but I helped Trump. I did all that election systems analysis for zero, okay? Trump raised about a half a billion dollars off my work. I put up signs, many Trump signs in the cold, freezing weather. I gave him money. Now for me to expose Trump, that's a big, big heartbreaker, right? When I had to do that, I lost 20% of my followers, but I will always tell the truth like I had to, right? So if you look at, if you believe elections are selections, think about what's going on. 56% of Trumpers voted for Obama. Quite extraordinary statistic. Why? If you go back to the, if we peel away the real onion here and you go to the heart of it, at the end of the day, and this leads to the solution, is that the American working class is at the tip of the spear of the global movement for freedom. Why? The American working class, the only one that has a First Amendment and the Second Amendment. No other working class has that. And ever since America was created, the elites have wanted to rip that away. Every From day one, right? The, it, was, it was a British who burned down the White House, right? Go back to what occurred in the 1800s. The British have always, or the elites have always wanted to get their claws in and rip that away. It never went away. The First Amendment is dangerous for the global elites. And the American working class is at the tip of the spear of that. So you have to keep blunting them. Now, in the 1800s, you know, people rose up. It was four American workers who were shot in Haymarket Square fighting for the eight-hour workday. It was women in places like Lowell, Massachusetts, who led these amazing movements 
bottoms up. No top-down union leaders, no control, no Kennedys, no Trumps, bottoms up movements all over the United States. It was called the great upheaval. Unfortunately, they don't teach it to anyone in high school anymore. And it was those bottoms up movements that really peaked in the 1920s, which forced Franklin Delano Roosevelt to give people the eight hour workday to eliminate child labor, to put in infrastructure, to put in clean water, all that infrastructure and the expansion of the US economy occurred because of those movements, 140 million people protesting in the streets, not taking up guns, so what I'm talking about, not terrorism, consciousness raising militant powerful movements. And that put the fear of God into the elites. And they never wanna see these bottoms up movements. They want to give people their own fake heroes. Oh, here's, here's Trump, follow him, he'll help you. Here's Kennedy, here's Bernie Sanders, here's Obama. But these movements were uncontrollable. So starting in the 1950s, people like McCarthy, Joe McCarthy, a total scumbag, you know, branded all of these movements communists. They must be controlled from Russia. The Russia gate occurred back then. And people were called communists, right? When there were American workers rising up, Workers Unite is not a slogan of Karl Marx. It's existed since time immemorial, since Pharaoh was abusing people, building pyramids, right? So they had to blunt and scare the hell out of people rising up. So what the right wing did was call all of these movements communist, right? And then the left wing, all the unions got taken over by mobsters, by people like the Kennedys and the Bernie Sanders, right? top-down unions like the AOCs. So by 1970, they had controlled, they put all these movements in a cage, in an offline cage. If you wanted to protest, you must be a communist, right? If you say workers unite, so Americans were being called communists for just wanting the eight-hour workday. So, but between 1900 and 1970, the American economy grew explosively. And guess what? Whether you made $20,000, $50,000, $100 or millions of dollars, your wages grew because people we're, we're putting the fear of God into the elites. After 1970, what happens to today, there are no more movements, Morgan. In fact, well, maybe- J6. What's that? Uh, there was J6 where everybody got set up and then got everybody's money right now. Everyone then got set up. Trump set, it was a honeypot to figure out who would fight, okay? Yeah. And, but, on, on, but between 19, the economics follow the money was between 1970 to today, the economy has grown. But the first and second income quartiles, their wages have actually gone down. A wonderful RAND report exposes. And in fact, the wages that went down, the differential in that wage is around $47 trillion was transferred to the first and second, sorry, the third and fourth income quartiles to people like Elon Musk. The, the epitome of this or the was during COVID, 600 billionaires grew their wealth by 2.3 trillion, right? Trump printed $8 trillion. He printed as much money as Obama did in one term. And it wasn't like it went to all of us. It went to Wall Street. That's why they were able to do that V, right? Bring Wall Street back up. People like Jared Kushner, all the real estate developers kept. The reason they did this was they had to keep interest rates low for the elites so they could borrow and build bogus businesses. Because prior to COVID, businesses were actually popping. Interest rates should be around 6%. So they had to put the brake on that. So that's why they created this COVID, right? Because they didn't want... They wanted low interest loans, a lot, lot of things behind that. But the bottom line is that when you go to the economics and you look at the political history, they do not want us, us as people organizing and having our own leaders from among us, guys like me, guys like women like you and others. They want it. They want to give us their chosen leaders. Oh, today we're going to give you Obama. And the reason they give these leaders is so we don't rise up. So 
in the 1980s. They had a guy called Jesse Jackson. He'd speak a good game, say all the right things. I'm going to fight for you. I'm going to do this. He was in the Reform Party that Trump was part of. And at the last minute, he takes all these idealist young people and he says, you know what? We need the lesser of two evils. We got to vote for Mondale against Reagan. And then you had Bernie Sanders do that. You say, Bernie, Bernie's talking all this stuff. He's going to fight, fight, fight. And then at the floor of the convention, he says, oh, Hillary embraces the demon herself, right? The right wing didn't have a wing, you say. You have the obvious establishment and Trump. And they knew after Obama, they needed something else because people were breaking from Trump. I mean, breaking from Obama. They'd used Obama. He was supposed to be the hope of the working class, right? And what did he do? He saved all Goldman Sachs in, in 2008. You know, when the economy crashed, he gave them all bailouts. So Trump is created. And that's my position. He's created. He said mm -hmm. all these message sound bites. Lock her up. Drain her. Locked up. Build the wall. None of those things occurred. He brought the swamp in. He, in fact, people did get locked up. His followers got locked up. And remember, he said, special prosecutor, right? Da, 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 da. 72 hours after he's elected, people are chanting, lock her up. And he says, ah, that was for the election. Now we move on. And it's, it's on video. So it's right in front of you. But those in power bank on the fact that you have amnesia and they actually hate you. These people hate America, but they've become consummate actors. Trump's agent is Ari Emanuel. Ari Emanuel owns the biggest Hollywood agency called William uh, Morris, which is Joe Rogan's agency. He's Joe Rogan's agent. He, if you want to be someone big in Hollywood, you need Ari Emanuel. Ari Emanuel not only contro controls Hollywood theater, he owns UFC, right? Boxing theater. And then he recently brought WWE. I mean, it's like right in your face. These guys think, and they actually say it, the masses are asses. So they give, and that's what they think of the American people. So think about what Tucker Carlson did. Here, I'm presenting them everything. If you're a patriot and you love this country, would you be so selfish to say, oh my God, Shiva may get a lot of views. That's what they're concerned about. Or he's part of the intelligence agency. He doesn't want this coming out. No. What would have mattered? And this is the time when everybody is catching on to the fact that, hey, they're rigging and stealing elections. Exactly. Something's not right. People, average American citizens like myself that have a voice on the internet, we're also being, you know, silenced, kicked offline, um, our voice is suppressed. And in a time that it's so imperative for the truth to come out, it got suppressed when it mattered. Yeah. Yeah, right. So the issue is these people concealed it. Fucker Carlson concealed it. And it gets even more interesting, right? So here, May, the judges, he... You know, when a federal judge says, I'm going to appoint you an attorney, you listen to him, right? I shouldn't have in retrospect. So what ends up happening, I take this attorney on, who is one of the big constitutional attorneys in the country. And the next hearing is set for July. Now, remember that at that point, it was me against seven lawyers alone in a courtroom. Thousands of people came to that court case, including uh, Booby F. and Kennedy's people. He sent people there to watch our court case. All these people knew about this, Morgan. Fucker knew, Kennedy knew, Rogan knew, all these people in Twitter files, every one of them knew about our lawsuit. Every one of them. Think about how much these people hate this country. Not, except for a few fringe things, no one covered it. All right?
That was when they could have used their megaphones. So they're traitors. They hate this country. I have to use those words for people to break up the patterns. If they loved America, they would have said, oh, my God, the First Amendment is this guy's a federal candidate. And if they can do that to a federal candidate, what, what can they do to me? They did nothing. So the, the, the new hearing is set for July. And in June of 2021, right? So May, I found the playbooks, discovered them, published everything, did video after video after video. By the way, at, by this point, half a billion people all over the world know about this because we're seeing our unique views. So it's not like the good news is we got the word out, Morgan. We didn't wait for fucker Carlson to help us. We got it out. Um, so in July, the hearing is set and this new attorney is appointed to me. Remember, my lawsuit was not just about getting on Twitter. It was about suing the government, making them pay jail time, criminal violations, RICO. It was six or seven claims. In, the, in June, as we're writing, getting ready, you know, this lawyer is supposed to brief up my case to make it stronger. So because after I got the federal court win, the goal was they would probably appeal it. So make it protected with all the case law. So if it went up to the Supreme Court, I'd win there. That's what this lawyer was supposed to do. And July was that hearing. In June, something quite extraordinary happens. Um, we This other report gets sent out, which very few people saw, but which I was tracking. Let me go to this. And that is this. Can you see this? The Long Fuse report. The Long Fuse report comes out in June, written by the CIA, Stanford, in my view, is the headquarters of the CIA, okay? And they write this a 300-page report called the Long Fuse Report. Now, in this report, I am, um, I am teed up as, it's a, in this report, it, it's a long, long report. It goes through misinformation in 2020 election, you know, and um, it talks about all these topics, okay? Um, you can see who are the actors. Uh, repeat spreaders, you see? And I was, if we can go to page 187, I may be able to go with that if I can find it. Uh, if not, I'm just going to have to trust me about this. But on page 187 of this document, it lists what they call the top six super spreaders on the internet, okay? Super spreaders. So they had done all this analysis to identify what they call super spreaders. Super spreaders are people who had lots and lots of influence and, and were getting the word out. Does that make sense? And so they had branded these people as super spreaders. And, you know, and uh, and they had said that I was doing a, an interesting technique, which is I would do my tweets. Right. And I would do something interesting. I would, in addition to my tweets, I would do long form videos. All right. And they so they do all this wonderful analysis and they say repeat spreaders and they list these are the repeat spreaders. OK. And these are the different accounts. And then they highlight six of the top repeat spreaders in the world, okay? Uh, of what they call disinformation and misinformation, okay? And an integrated look at repeat spreaders. So Trump is number one, okay? Or one, Gateway Pundit. Um, and they're tracking all of our tweets. Um, Breitbart, Newsmax, and uh, Project Veritas. And... Um, Dr. Shivaya Dure. <laughs> okay. And in this analysis, they give a detailed review of the fact that my tweets had the same spread as Trump's tweets. Okay. And I have nowhere near the money backing of Trump. 
So um, this is quite extraordinary, okay? And people should go through this. So, but the long fuse report does something, something even more interesting. It validates the playbook one and playbook two were executed on me. So I was on a blacklist. So when I find this is when I put that entire diagram together and I put it together and I call my attorney and, you know, at 1 a.m. in the morning, he comes in the next day and I said, look, this is the entire censorship infrastructure. Here's a long fuse report. And I, and so he goes, where did you get this? How did you put this together? And uh, he's actually annoyed. And now this is, we're getting close to the hearing. He's supposed to be writing all the briefs. And I say, Howard, his name is Howard Cooper. I said, Howard, do you have the briefs done? Then he goes, Shiva, I really think you should drop all the claims against the government. Just be happy to get on Twitter. You're going to make history. You'll be the first guy put back on Twitter by a federal judge. I go, be, a good little sheep. be a good little sheep. I said, what the fuck are you talking about? Are you telling me to not go against the government? Remember, this is this little mafia ring of lawyers. And so then he, in an email exchange, he goes, it's my way or the highway. So I say, fuck you, you're fired. And within 72 hours, Morgan, he had done nothing. I had to write the entire briefs, 2,000 pages of briefs by myself, day and night. So the guy was fucking me. He wanted me to be happy that the liberal and judges could toast there in, in Martha's Vineyard and say, see, we put him back on Twitter. Now let's get rid of this guy, right? Let's suppress everything else. I was unwilling to do that because I love this country. So I had to do all my lawsuits again, okay? And I found out this judge, this lawyer was also representing Dershowitz who was against Jeffrey Epstein. So that's the lawyer that a judge had given me. Okay. A dirt bag. Wow. Okay. It was a setup. So I go into federal court with my briefs and it's like the judge is flipped. It's like a pit of vipers and the judge is yelling. I mean, again, there's thousands of people. I'm being crucified now. There are a lot of our followers. People are like basically having nausea watching. This it was like a crucifixion. Why did you fire your lawyer? You should just be, um, you know, we're going to reprimand you. You're, we're violating rule 11, which is you're bringing up, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, claims that cannot be defended. Meanwhile, all this, we're always in the lawsuit. So I'm being viciously attacked. My own lawyers flipped. The judge is against me. So me, it's not only these two people, but seven of the opposition. And I'm just listening to all this shit. And I had to hold my composure. And I had to, and it's all in transcript. The judge seals the lawsuit. He didn't want that diagram to get out, Morgan, the censorship infrastructure. And he orders me. He says, we're going to file criminal charges against you. And I say, you know, Your Honor, I said, this lawsuit is not about me getting on Twitter anymore. It's about the fact that the government of the United States has violated the First Amendment. And this is about all of you people wanting to make sure that the censorship infrastructure diagram is suppressed. Right. So he orders me to just file the lawsuit <clears throat> with one claim, just to be happy to get back on Twitter. And he seals the lawsuit, unheard of in a civil lawsuit. Seals it. So what I do is I didn't want to just get back on Twitter. I could have, quote unquote, done that. I filed the lawsuit with the one amended claim, but get the diagram in because I wanted to get this out to the public. And I walk away because I wanted to retain my rights to go right after DHS and CISA, which is what I'm going to do now. I have to wait a period where I have to notify the government, which I've done, six-month notification, 
And so I'm going to be representing myself against ISA and DHS. Now, that was all in 2021. Okay. And now let me, so fast forward to 2022, October 28th, Elon Musk, remember he's walking in with that sink and he goes, let this sink in, right? Remember into Twitter headquarters. Mm -hmm. And so I am on Facebook still and I put a Facebook, I said, Elon, if you're going to take over Twitter, you better take down the backdoor portal and the entire censorship structure. Here's a link to winbackfreedom.com. The next day, Morgan, The Intercept writes an article. Oh my God, DHS is controlling social media companies. What they did was they did a CIA technique, which I've come to find out called a limited hangout. You have the big crime, you, you, you put a limited version of that story out. So what did they put out? If you look at my censorship infrastructure diagram, I had already exposed this, right? I had already exposed the fact that if you look at this diagram, right? DHS is only one part of it right here, right? But they left all of it out and they released a story saying, oh my God, we have discovered this backdoor thing with DHS. And this gets even more interesting. Fucker Carlson then invites Lee Fang, who wrote that article. And by the way, here's a problem. We had done video after video after video, right? But um, The Intercept writes this article saying, oh my God, we found the backdoor portal. Well, The Intercept was founded by Pierre Omidyar, who's the one who created the backdoor portal, who funded it. They leave that out. And fucker Carlson, um, let me go to him, right? So remember, all of these stuff were sent to fucker, okay? All of this. He does nothing when he had all of this. The federal, our wins, what occurred? Two years later, Tucker Carlson supported the dis dissemination of DHS leaks. The Intercept's cover-up, a limited hangout, by now acting like Mickey the Dunce by stating, quote, this seems like a really important story, which for some reason is being ignored. Look at his transcript here. In 2022, people need to really understand the depth. Fucker Carlson is part of the CIA, whatever deep state intelligence network. He's a fucker acting like he doesn't know anything. Look at this. Ooh, this is an important story. Why didn't anyone cover it? You concealed it. And people like Glenn Greenwald, and here's my email to Glenn Greenwald. Glenn Greenwald concealed it. He had everything. My former mentor was a guy called Chomsky, who's a mentor of Glenn Greenwald. So I had Glenn's email. Alex Berenson concealed it. They sat on the fact they do not want the government to be exposed. Now, all of this was done in 2020, 2021. So in 2028, October 28, 29, Intercept released a story to basically suffocate it because they know I'm going to talk about it again. Then I'm put back on Twitter. And this is where I call it the digital cage. Okay, let's put yeah. the rabble rouser back on. Okay. Oh, I'm going to, every conservative is back on Twitter and they're all bowing down to fucking Musk. Bowing down to him, thanking him, licking his feet. Oh, you're a fighter against free speech. Now, I get back on Twitter, and the first tweet I do in December, I think it was, it was my birthday, December 2nd or 5th when I was put on, and I said, hey, Elon, you claim you're looking for CEO. Well, I'm the guy who invented email. I know technology. Here's my credentials. And I'm, I've been a fighter for free speech all my life. Why don't you make me the CEO? That tweet goes viral, Morgan. Viral. 20, 30 million views. Press starts calling me. And then the next tweet I do, it was a test, right? He never contacted me. I said, hey, Elon, are you going to remove the backdoor portal? 
So this is in now December. So I do four tweets saying, Elon, are you going to do the backdoor portal? Are you going to remove the backdoor portal? Nothing, nothing, nothing. But my viewership from 500,000 impressions per day drops down to 300,000 in January. I keep hitting him again and suddenly drops from 300,000 down to 10,000 views per day. So it's like you're the, he wanted me to be a house slave as Malcolm X called. He didn't like me being a field slave. I mean, I could use a much more derogatory term, but it, that's not what he wanted. And I was unwilling to do that. James Wood is bowing down to him. Dinesh D'Souza, the little rat is bowing. Every conservative is fucking bowing down to Elon is the greatest. He's fighting censorship. I don't think these morons know that where government ends and Elon Musk begins, nobody knows. And I wrote a whole blog post on this. SpaceX funded by government. Mm -hmm. you, you can't put up thousands of Starlink satellites without this kind of relationship with government, without you actually being government. Tesla, he didn't, how did, how did Tesla's valuation become 600 billion? He got $1.5 billion worth of carbon tax credits. He believes in climate change. He loves Greta Thornburg. Okay. Yes, he does, and they ignore it. Exactly. It's cult members. They're as woke as a woke leftist who ignores crap. The woke conservatives ignore this stuff right in your face. So Musk is supporting Greta Thornburg. He gets $1.5 billion in carbon credits. That goes to his bottom line, and boom, overnight, Tesla's worth $600 billion. That's where he got all of his wealth, being a government frontman. Now go to Twitter. Jack Dorsey and Vijay Gade, the former, they were just open fascists. At least they were straightforward. They stabbed you right in your front of your face, right? Hey, I don't like you talking about vaccines. I don't like you're gone. Now, Silicon Valley, we have to understand, has an unholy alliance with politicians. They're the ones. CISA was passed in November of 2018. And part of the entire creation of Section 230 immunity was these social media companies were deemed to be platforms, not publishers. Very, very important for everyone to understand this. A publisher is a different kind of company than a platform. Monetarily, it's almost a 10x different in value. So if you're, if, if Morgan, let's say you're a publisher and you run Morgan Ariel News and you made a billion dollars in revenue and you want to sell your company on the stock market, your worth is going to be $2 billion, two times the revenue. It's called a valuation multiple because you're a publisher. And the reason you're worth a, a, a platform like Twitter or Facebook, if they made the same $1 billion, they're worth $10 billion in revenue value. Why? Why do they get a 10x multiple? You get a 2x. By the way, 90% of the world doesn't understand this. And it's important that we educate people. So I'm sharing this details, but it's easy to understand. Be a platform. But you can sue Morgan Ariel News. Like if you were running a newspaper, you can sue the New York Times if they write a defamatory article. You cannot sue. You cannot sue Twitter if someone posts a defamatory article, that's called Section 230 immunity. So, so the Silicon Valley guys who invested in Musk, who invested in Facebook, they're sitting on an amazing model because it's better off investing in a platform versus a publisher. They get five times more return on their money. But in return for that platform designation, Silicon Valley made an unholy alliance with government. They said, you know what? Please give us Section 230 immunity government and you know what? In return for that, we'll make, make sure the board of those companies give you that backdoor portal, a la SISA. 
that was a quid pro quo. In order for us to make a shitload of money for these companies, that should be worth, frankly, nothing, right? We're going to get a 10x multiple on revenue. And in return for that, we will be like prostitutes and we will give you access to all of our people so you can silence people like Dr. Shiva when you need to, if he's exposing you, government. That was a quid pro quo that was done. And we discovered all of this in 2020, 2021. So they waited until Musk comes back. He is put as this fake hero, false god. And you go look at it. Every conservative is sucking up to him. Every single, oh, thank you, Elon. Thank you, Elon. But what Elon Musk has done, you see, the Silicon Valley guys realized they had a PR problem with Jack Dorsey. So they bring in this fake innovator. Didn't do Jack at PayPal. He drove it to the ground. He didn't invent Tesla. He has done, he knows nothing about rockets, right? They had to find this fool who wanted to be on the front page of Rolling Stone. Go look at his videos. That's all he wanted, right? He grew up in apartheid South Africa where 1% controlled 99%. Mentally in his psyche is few know better than others. So that's the kind of person they brought in who wanted always a limelight, right? Has got all the collagen and all the plastic surgery done so he could be presented as this fake innovator. And the goal of Elon Musk was to sucker in conservatives, the working class, to blunt them, just like Trump was brought in for four years and the QAnon idiots. Oh, Trump is playing seven-dimensional chess. Wait, 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 wait. And for four years, Trump did what Hillary Clinton could not have gotten away with. What did he do? He ensured CISA was signed, the destruction of the First Amendment. He's the one who made sure nothing happened to Fauci. In fact, 12 hours before he left office, he gave Fauci a presidential commendation award for Operation Warp Speed. MAGA people, wake the fuck up. Okay? Nothing happened to Hillary. His son-in-law gets a $2 billion loan. Yeah, Biden's fucked up. Hunter Biden's fucked up. But hey, if we're going to attack them, attack Biden and Jared Kushner. I mean, he got into Harvard. He was a horrible student. His dad had to pay $2.5 million to get him in. And then he ran slums. Slum. He was a slumlord in Somerville, Massachusetts. What the fuck is Ivanka doing in the White House? A complete moron, right? And he brought in John Bolton. Everyone he brought in was the swamp. And by the way, Trump wasn't doing well. His None of his businesses were doing well. He's made multiple amounts more of revenue. Using my material, he made a half a billion dollars for his PAC, Save America PAC. Where did all that money go for election fraud? When I met with him, I asked him that. Where did it go? What did he say? Thank you, Dr. Shiva, for doing all your work. You know, you know, people think you can massage people. and We're going to be cult members. We're not because I never forgot where I came from, Morgan, from working class people. And these people do not want us to build a bottoms up movement. And they surely do, they surely thought a guy like me with all my credentials would suck up to them. But I can't do it. I hate these people. Fucker Carlson, Joe Rogan. And right now, 2024 is extremely important because what are they doing? They have created two false heroes, multiple false heroes, Trump, right, as to bring the MAGA people in and Robert fucking Kennedy, another complete douchebag. He endorsed lockdowns in his own home. You have to be vaccinated with the, with the COVID vaccine before you could have a party at his house. He tells people personal integrity doesn't mean public integrity. 38 affairs with multiple women. His wife hangs himself. She gets buried. He does a beautiful ceremony for the press putting her body in the coffin. The next day he pulls out her body and buries it in an unmarked grave. These people are awful people. 
But you have all these people who want to give up their rights, who don't want to build a bottoms up movement. And that's what I'm all about, Morgan. I'm a, I, my belief is the change is you, the change is me. But we have to understand this dynamics of bottoms up movements. We have to understand that there's a physics to building a movement, like to building an airplane. And that's the solution. And, and the good news is after 50 years, I've understood those dynamics. We educate people. We've educated about you know half a billion people know about this. We've educated about a half a million people. But we have to go back to what occurred in the 1900s and 1920s. We have to build these very powerful bottoms up decentralized movements. So my, my question is, is I know a lot of people probably feel like me politically homeless at this point. And I mean, I have absolutely no hope in the system and everything that you said gives me very little hope in the system as well. So it's like, if we know that they're rigging elections and that it's basically just a banana republic at this point, how do we get past that to get back to free and fair elections? Can I play a video for you to answer that? Cause I just want to get some water. Is that sure. all right? Let me play this video. So let me give you the preface to this video. Someone asked me this about, so the bottom line is this. Let, let me play this video and I'll answer that question, okay? okay. Um, because we have to build a movement. And before I end, I'll also play another video, but I want you to hear this because I think it'll help give the context. Here I go. We have allowed our country to be taken over from within. And the end goal is you will have a homogenized world where we will become slaves because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you, deep down inside them, that you don't deserve the freedoms you have. They don't. This reality is what people need to wake up to, and we need to all unite working people. There's only one movement that can do that, and that is the movement that we started creating here in Massachusetts, the movement for truth, freedom, and health. Look, I've been a student of politics since I was a four-year-old kid, studying revolutionary movements, left wing, right wing. There's a physics, there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment. To build a bridge, you need to understand Newton's equation. You need to understand the laws of gravity. You need to understand Poisson's ratio. There is a way to build a revolution. And that's why I put this together. My goal is to train a army of truth, freedom and health leaders. We don't need followers like social media, we need leaders, but they need training because the educational system does not teach them history, nothing. So in three hours, that's what I've started doing. That's the solution. Wow. We gotta train people. First with understanding what a system is, the dynamics of all systems that affect nature. The second is understanding the interconnection between truth, freedom and health. Freedom is the ability to move freely, communicate freely, talk freely. Without freedom, you cannot convert ideas hypothesis into truth, which is science. And without freedom, you can't really get to truth. And without truth, you make up fake problems and fake solutions, which means you destroy our health. And without health, which is the infrastructure of us and our body, you can't fight for freedom. Truth, freedom, health. Third concept is it has to be bottoms up. Working people, people who work uniting. And what the right wing has done is whenever you say working people unite, that must be communist. Meanwhile, they've let the Democrats run unions, which suppress workers, completely corrupt. But when you look at the arc of American history, it's been when working people came up. We need to go local. Every solution I'm coming up with as a part of this movement, we're giving the science, which is the truth, and then we tell people what they can do on the ground. Like with election fraud, you don't need to wait for some lawyer. Our goal is to train people to go local, to go local, to go local, fight locally. Forget lawyers, forget politicians, Forget celebrities, you've got to learn politics, and there is a science to it. They lock us down, we should be ready to shut them down.
And the fourth part of this principle is the not so obvious establishment. So when you look at a system, there's always something that disturbs you from getting to your goal. Well, the biggest disturbance is the not so obvious establishment, which are those people who claim they're for you on the left and the right. The Al Sharptons who tell black people I'm for you. The Tucker Carlson's. Do you think any true anti-establishment person will ever be on Fox or CNN? I don't think so. They both mislead working people back into the establishment. Without this solid understanding of political physics and theory, you're screwed. You're going to follow on the left wing, Bernie Sanders. Oh, he said something. Or Robert Kennedy. Scumbags. Or you're going to follow some right-wing talk show host. They're not going to lead us to liberation. It's us. We're building a bottoms-up movement. And that political physics, it's a nuclear science of change. Bottoms-up. We have to organize to understand that there is people who talk a good game and then look at what they actually do, left and right. I'm sorry, Sean Hannity may say some good things, but I don't see the urgency in his voice to get something done. And it can only come when you weaponize yourself with the right knowledge. You need to be able to identify a rat. You know, Christ didn't go after the Romans, right? It was the Pharisees and the Sadducees who screwed him up. His own, quote unquote, people. And that's where we're at. So these four concepts I've built into a curriculum where people can go to truthfreedomhelp.com and it's an educational program. We need to train people in political theory. You need to have physics. And I've created that curriculum. People need to get educated. We need to get educated fast. And within a half an hour, an hour, I can teach people two years of MIT control systems. I teach people those concepts. Then I apply it. Anyone can understand it. And then you say, oh, I got to build a bottoms up movement. They have to get politically astute and then they have to go locally and act, not sit there on social media. They have to act locally, defy locally, do civil obedience locally, but with knowledge on how to build a movement. And the Senate campaign's expanded to the movement for truth, freedom and health, and they can find it on truthfreedomhealth.com. So people can sign in, they can get access to a bunch of videos. If they want to take a course and become a truth, freedom, health leader, I offer a full scholarship there. But we want people to make a commitment that they'll study, that they'll get certified, that they'll go do activities on the ground. So go to truthfreedomhealth.com. So the reason I want to play that, Morgan, is everything in the universe, right, has there's fundamental laws. You know, we couldn't build an airplane without understanding Bernoulli's principle. Otherwise, we were just sort of testing and things weren't working. So from a scientific perspective, there is a fundamental set of principles to build a movement. Now, what's happened is in the 1920s, people sort of stumbled into it that we need to build a bottoms up movement. And the elites were a couple of steps ahead. What I just shared, the science of systems, is what George Soros actually developed. He's one of the not one, he's one of the theoreticians of it. The elites who go to Kennedy School of Government, who go to place like MIT, learn this science, and you can use this these principles to actually manipulate people. When I showed you that diagram, you can use it to achieve your goal. You can decide what inputs you're going to put into a system, right, to get an output. There's a very powerful physics here. So right now on social media, they have their ability to watch our behavior and their ability to put inputs in to manipulate behavior is through controllability and observability. It's a very foundational set of principles that came out in the 1920s called cybernetics. Now, I used to teach that at MIT, and I realized that if we as working people don't understand this phenomenon, this science, we're screwed. They have a nuclear weapon, and we're, we, we have little slingshots. 
So my great grandfather said, ultimately, you know, it is education, which is the revolution. So it's taken me about 50 years to organize this. But when you look at truth, freedom and health, it's the recognition that the movement for freedom, if you believe in the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, without freedom, you can't do great science. And so freedom's been stunted. So that's how a Fauci get away, get, gets away with this stuff. Right. And when you don't have freedom and truth, you destroy people's health, which is by design. Right now in the United States since 1980, the lifespan of the lifespan is going like this downward. Think about it. other industrial nations are going like this. The United States is going like this. And it's not any one thing. It's been a system systemic thing with Democrats and Republicans since the times of Kennedy. The policies that have been implemented are done to destroy working people's health. So if you have a child today, your child will live less than you. You hear more and more stories of parents living to 90 and their son or daughter dying when they're 60. This is going to be the pattern because people are under massive stress, which affects many different biological systems like oxidative stress in your body and inflammation. People are being hit with so many different types of chemical toxins. But that's not just it, right? People have a healthcare system where doctors don't even look at you anymore. So over the last 70 years, the elites have created a system, and it's not any one thing, but a set of things. And, and so to vote for the lesser of two evils, you know, or to even vote for that matter, right, when you know these systems are rigged, leads to the point that the only way out of this is a bottoms-up movement. Now, my running for president is part of giving people an extraordinary opportunity to see what a real leader looks like, because I'm not from one of them. I'm not a Kennedy who could get away with whatever he wanted. Right. I'm not a Trump. Right. I came from nothing. I'm in many ways. I'm a real American bottoms up. And it's an opportunity for people to recognize, hey, this guy's running for office. But what I want to offer people is for people to understand that it's really about you. You have to become a leader. You know, it's a plumber, the electrician, the engineers, the people actually do stuff. They actually have a much deeper common sense understanding than any of these guys. And those people need to be mobilized and educated. And so every issue. So what we do, Morgan, is every Thursdays, we have a town hall. Healthcare, environment, innovation, education, governance, economy. But, you know, if you come to our town hall like and we rotate it, right? Healthcare, what's the policy? Are we going to wait for government? They're not going to do anything. The presidency is corrupt. The legislature is corrupt. The judiciary is corrupt. But you can make choices. And the number one solution to the healthcare is the immune system. You see, when you look at it from a biological perspective, aging and the immune system are interconnected. Those people who live long are ones who have very strong immune systems. And how do you strengthen your immune system? Number one, it's not food. It's not supplements. It's not medicine. Community. When you have close friendships, you know, I just came back from Sardinia where people lived, the largest number of people who lived to over 100 years per capita. Wow. Largest number of people. Number one, they have community. They have trusted friendships, right? Number two is they all drink a fermented drink, something fermented, which supports your microbiome. Number three, they do vigorous activity. These three things. So we don't have to wait for the freaking government. They're not going to do anything. They're going to continue to kill us sooner. So that's the healthcare system. And what do I do in our town halls? I teach people what the immune system is like I did in 2020. Teach people how to eat. What are the things? Now, we don't need a government for that. You say, 
So as our campaign goes, we're going to educate millions and millions of people so they're going to get healthier. To me, that's a true presidential campaign. We're doing it now, not saying, when I get into office, I'm going to do this. Environment. Well, ultimately, you send your kid to school or college or he can't even get I don't know what they're serving in these cafeterias. It's all garbage. It is. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Well, let's start supporting our local farmers. And it shouldn't be a bougie thing. So we teach people, you know, the next Thursday, and we've done this now, three versions of this. How do you eat? What is a GMO? What is organic food? How you can grow stuff locally? How, why you should support your local farmer? So that's, and again, we don't need government for that. Third, education. Students need to learn how to think, not what to think, how to think. And that is a knowledge of systems. So what I've done with our Truth, Freedom, Health program, you know, I used to teach it at MIT. People used to pay a ton of money. I try to give it away for free. No one wanted to take it. People are really weird when it comes to money. So I'd say to adults, okay, give me a hundred bucks. You're contributing something. But when you take it, I want you to give it away to as many kids as you want, free. So I've given it away to like 2,000 kids. So if you learn it, but when you learn the science of systems, Morgan, you're at par with the PhD at MIT. In fact, we have a woman who's an esthetician, wonderful esthetician. She was teaching a PhD at University of Chicago. So we've made like bringing fire to the masses. That's what system science is. And with that knowledge, people can say, wait a minute, I'm not going to look at a left or right issue. What's the real issue with vaccines? It's not a pro or anti-vax. The real issue is that we got to boost our immune system. And 1962, when Kennedy created the Vaccination Act, right, that was all about people started keeping their kids home. They don't get to play outside. They don't get all the dirt and all these antigens, right? So we're destroying kids' immune systems. We're weakening them. So they're teeing it up so they get artificial immunity, which is what a vaccine is, right? If we landed on Mars and we hadn't been exposed to any of those viruses, we'd have to be exposed to that. So we'd have to get, quote, unquote, Martian germs, right? At least so our immune system kicked in. But if you have a strong immune system, your body will get exposed. It maybe has a little sniffle and so on, and it gets strong, okay? It creates the antibodies. But we're not doing that anymore. We're not stress inoculating our young people or older people. So boosting the immune system is a key. And no government program is going to do that for us in the foreseeable future. We have to do it. Education, we have to teach our kids how to think. So we're already teaching them. So all the system thinking in program, I teach kids. Then when it comes to economy, the average American only has $400 in savings in their bank account for a rainy day. They're screwed if they lose a paycheck. So what do we do? Well, why is it an immigrant comes here with $75 and they make money? Well, one of the things is they learn, don't buy crap, right? They learn what a profit and loss statement is. They learn what a cash flow statement is and balance sheet. So our views start teaching people these things, Okay. Because the government, again, ain't going to do anything for you. In fact, they're going to destroy you. So we have to become resourceful, how we come to, you know, in the old, even 100 years ago, when someone got lost their job in their community, everyone in the neighborhood helped that person until they got on their feet, right? That kind of community building. When it comes to, and so on, you see? So we've taken these issues, and in our town hall, it's not me saying, why don't I do this and why don't I do that, like all these fools. They're not going to do anything. They're all part of the swamp. They will do nothing for us. And therefore, it becomes preeminent. We, we become what I call warrior scholars. We understand the system science of how they manipulate us. And then we become warriors. The future is offline. This little, you know, just to 
this little bumper sticker, well, one person puts this on the back of their car, 100,000 views. So we have people like Jason here, you know, he works at Whole Foods. He, he went and made a big placard, you know, we didn't pay hundreds, $100 and he stood out in the, you know, big highway, right? 200,000 people saw him. That's more views than we can get with Elon fucking Musk, okay? So they don't want us to go offline, Morgan. Yeah. They've dis the future is us becoming neighbors, building community, you know, educating people. You know, we have a beautiful flyer that we have coming out. And that flyer is a one page. Hey, John, maybe you can print a copy of it. And that one page flyer says, Dr. Shiva, Truth, Freedom and Health. And it says, they are killing your children. They are killing your children. And I show that graph. You know, I have a little graph that I can bring up. And that graph, Ariel, is a graph which shows what's been happening since 1970, industrialized nation, and our lifespan is going like this. It's like right in front of us. And if you care about your children, why would you vote for the lesser of two evils anymore? Oh, well, you're running for independent. I don't think you can win. It's, that's not what it's about. It's about you finally have someone who's educating you to build a movement. It doesn't matter what happens in these elections anymore. It matters what we do now, because whether it's left or right, they're going to do the exact same policies. And that's what we have to come to because they're all paid and owned. They're all bought. So to the extent they'll talk about some shit. Now they've learned how to talk very ambiguously. If you listen to this fool, Bobby fucking Kennedy, one day he's, you know, he has a video. It says, I'm pro-vax. I've always been pro-vaccine. I want full vaccination of all Americans. I vaccinated all my kids. You've seen that video, right? It's on our kids. I did. And it was very confusing to me when exactly. I saw that. I thought, that's, that's so think about this, Morgan. The Kennedys have made money their entire lives from drugs and booze and big pharma. John Kennedy was a complete asshole. Go look at him. He had venereal disease when he was a kid. Okay. He couldn't even get into the Navy. He was an complete doofus. The father had to make him into Camelot. He got him into the Navy. They, they had a trajectory. He's going to be a war hero. He blew up a freaking ship out of his own recklessness. And then they created PT-10. It was the biggest blunder in World War II. The father then had the press rewrite the entire story as though he was a great hero. I mean, think about this guy. He got us into, they, you know, all the QAnon people. Oh, my God. Kennedy was fighting the military industrial complex against the Vietnam War. Nonsense. We have a video that Michael Tracy found recently. You know, four weeks before he gets shot, he's promoting the Vietnam War. We should go in there. If we don't do Vietnam, the communists will go all the way to India. Then he's the one who passed the 1962 Vaccination Act. I mean, 99% of measles was gone. And then that was the basis of creating the measles vaccine. And then people are getting injured by these vaxes, right? Then guess who creates the law to protect big pharma from being sued? Ted Kennedy, the other brother who murdered a woman right here. He goes off a bridge, Chappaquiddick. You may have heard about it. The woman is dying in the car. He leaves to get his story straight for 22 hours. The father gets him the best PR and he gets off of it. He gets off this murder. So he's made the lion of the Senate. You follow what I'm saying? He's made the lion of the Senate. And then you have this doofus fucking booby fucking Kennedy. And I know these people have hung around them. That's what he is. Heroin addict gets thrown out of school, you know, private school. 
And his father gets him into Harvard. Sounds similar story, Jared Kushner, okay? He can't even pass his bar exam. He's a heroin addict. And then in order to do community service, he gets involved in doing, doing good, water keepers to save the environment. But look at this guy, you wanna save the environment? And it's all a shtick, right? That's what the elites do. They have their little shticks. Oh, I'm helping people with cancer. Oh, I'm helping child trafficking. It's all a front end shtick. But Kennedy endorses Hillary Clinton, not once, not twice, three times. Pro-vaccine mandates, pro-Monsanto, pro-GMOs, pro-poisoning of the waters. When I ran in 2020 on the Democrat side, his, his nephew's running. His nephews were jabbing everyone. He wanted vaccine mandates. He invites them out to LA and it does a huge party for him. I mean, you look at this, right? And then when, I, when you look at that video, the video is quite amazing. He says, I'm pro-vaccine. I'm emphatically pro-vaccine. I vaccinated all my kids. And then in the next five minutes of the video, it's even more disastrous. This is where the, this, the, the, the maneuver comes in. Oh, I'm, you know, the CDC is so corrupt. They're all corrupt, but I'm gonna get them to make safe vaccines. Now think about what happened. My position is the 1962 Vaccination Act should be repealed because that act basically said government has a right into your body. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And his uncle created that, J JFK. So starting then, they created all the bureaucracy. Fauci came out of that, right? Fauci was allowed and all the, the bureaucracy in government came from 1962. Now, 1986, people are getting injured. Ted Kennedy, instead of getting rid of the 1962 Vaccination Act, what do they do? They create more government. They create a vaccine court. So you can never sue a big pharma company in federal court. You, could, you have to sue them under Health and Human Services. So they create more bureaucracy. And this fucking idiot, Booby, is saying, I mean, he speaks from, he's a serpent. That's why his voice sounds like that. You know, he's a serpent. Think about it from a spiritual perspective. If you study any of any yoga, you have different chakras, the crown chakra, you know, the, your thoughts are above this two chakras and then your deeds are below, right? Your hands, you're walking those chakras. I'm the, a Christian, but yeah, I'm familiar uh, with different kinds of spirits that can inhibit. Yeah. People, so, so. so his voice in my view is a reflection of his spirit. His words don't match his deeds. Megan Kelly on a show asked him recently, hey, you know, Herschel Walker said he is, you know, against, you know, abortion, but then he had multiple abortions. Your uncle said he was like this and your other uncle killed a woman and he's squirming in his seat. And, and he goes, what do you think about that? She goes, well, you know, personal integrity and public integrity are two different things. Think about what he's saying to your face. I may murder people. I may philander. I may cheat 38 times on my wife. She may hang herself. I may take drugs, but my public face is what you should really look at. Narcissists do this. They beat the shit out of their wives, their kids at home. And then outward, they're like God, you know? So these the people, people are- let do this. The people love to have a savior. There you go, Morgan. So, so I think we're at a critical time where people need to ask themselves, what you see in the outer world is a reflection of you. If you have a low state of consciousness, this is the kind of leaders you're going to get. If your personal integrity and your public integrity don't melt, you're going to accept this kind of behavior. You're going to be a Kennedy or a Trump who bangs whoever he wants while his wife is pregnant, gets away with it, pays off prostitutes. You're going to say, well, you know, he had to do that. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, great. Why? 
Why are you forgiving them? And the only reason you're doing because you've been brainwashed to think everything comes from above. You know, from the swarm, as I call it, from the elites. You're waiting for them. And that is not what America was about. We were supposed to be resilient people, bottoms up people, right? And those are the kinds of people I grew up with in New Jersey or where I grew up when I was in India. My poor grandparents were village farmers. And so these people, we have to understand in two words, hate America. They actually hate you. They despise the First Amendment. And these may be hard to swallow, but I'm telling you, that's what it is. As sure as I knew Fauci was a scumbag in 2020, as sure as I knew the election systems are corrupt in this country, as sure as I expose the backdoor portals, I'm telling people right now, all of these people hate you. And they hate this country. They hate the foundational principle of America. They do not want you to have the freedom of speech. I mean, Kennedy's out there bowing down to Musk. He gets, he gets explosive views. Why? Why is it I had more followers than him and his views go viral, but after I started exposing Musk. You see, this little flyer, you see, is more powerful than social media. And we'll be distributing these out. And what does the message say? They're killing your kids. That's what they're doing. This graph says it all. You see that graph? That graph says since 1980, the life, which is a bottom line, has been going down in the United States. This is not left or right, all of these people. Kennedy in Malibu eats pasture-raised beef. He gets wonderful organic food. Don't believe Trump is just eating McDonald's. Go to his restaurant, John George's, you know, on Central Park West. He's eating really good food. He may want you to think he's one of you eating Burger King all day. He may do that once in a while or get photo ops. But these people are treating us like WWE wrestling. The issue is, Morgan, it is our consciousness. Do you have a Christ mind? Do you have the consciousness of the wisdom to rise above this. And my goal in running for office is to raise people's consciousness because I've been afforded access to quite a bit of knowledge and I've put it together in our movement. I encourage people to go to Truth Freedom Health, become a warrior scholar. It is, and we have now 350,000, 400,000 people all over the world, all over the world. And we wanna train leaders and it's a learn, teach and serve model. There's only one of me. You learn it, you teach it. And then you serve, give it away to other kids, give it away to our children because they need to learn how to think. And that's the future. And the future is offline. So if you go to you know, our website, you'll be able to get a little flyer, print it, hand it out. You'll see me out in the cold, out on the train stations handing it out. I've been an activist all my life. We used to have a little newspaper like this when I went, went to MIT and we destroyed the mainstream newspaper on campus, which is funded by the administration. The future is offline. We need to speak to one of each other. The future is offline. We have lost the First Amendment. That's why I called it win back freedom. It's gone. There is no First Amendment in the digital space. Trump destroyed it on November 16th, 2018. And remember, it's quite, every person in Congress voted for it, unanimous. It was unanimous consent in the Senate. The entire swarm came together against all of us. So it is us against them. It is us against them. There's no heal the divide bullshit. There's no, oh, let's all come together. Well, no, there's, they're demons and we're not, okay? You don't mix that. So there's no heal the divide. There is a division and we need to mobilize bottoms up. But the mobilization is understanding these concepts. And mobilization is delivering solutions here and now. So 
I hope that helps, Morgan. But the bottom line is if you look at now, the extraordinary push is they are creating their fake heroes. Russell Brand, a complete moron. How does he get overnight 11.5 million views? Why is Kennedy? You have to ask if anyone is in the public limelight, they're more than likely part of the swarm. And those people are made invisible like me are the ones who actually care about working people. I mean, no, everyone in the world should be talking about that graph. That graph says it all. Life, liberty, and the truth of happiness, uh, right? Pursuit of happiness is destroyed in the United States. But, but there is a great hope is because we are running. We have figured it out. Typically, Morgan, they have the Bernie Sanders or the Trumps to corral people back. But that's why I spend 99% of my time hammering Trump and Kennedy. It's easy to talk about Biden. That's easy. That's just a, a, a absolute. the same thing. Yeah. People get mad. Why do you always talk about, why are you always talking about Trump? Well, because everybody knows that Biden is an idiot. Okay. People are still mesmerized right. by Trump. So I thank you so much for your time. And um, I just pray that people really start to wake up. And the point is, yeah, our constitutional rights are being trampled and time is of the essence on all of this. Yeah, and, and, and the goal is, if you look at it organizationally, 30%, there's been a lot of research done on this. I'm, I'm not the guy who did this. A guy called Price Pritchett did this. 30% of the people in an organization, if you have 100 people, they, they're never going to change. They don't care. 50% of the people watch which way the wind blows. But 20% of the people are change agents. And those change agents are at a very crucial point because they're waking up, but that 20% can easily get suckered by Trump or Kennedy. And that's why they put those two freaking idiots out there. But given what we've been able to put together, given our movement exists, given I'm running for office, our goal is say, you don't have to settle for that. You have to settle for you getting educated or get enslaved. And so the solution is here. We've created the movement. The issue, it has to grow. And it can only grow by you and you and you and you, people wanting to get involved. And to get involved, you know, get a bumper sticker, right? You know, if, because all of us work, get a little flyer, hand it out, give a card to a friend. It has to be very visceral and offline. That's the only way out. Right. All right, Morgan, I really appreciate your, uh, our connecting, you know, and as a young person, I think the future is with people like yourself. And I think it's very, very um, honorable that you figured out the Trump thing, right? You figured out the Kennedy thing. And the more that people overcome that, then it's a home run. And they understand this dynamic that the establishment creates these disturbances. They create the devil. You know, they, if you read the Bible, the devil is not going to be some horned guy. He's going to actually look pretty good. But he'll right. do this one little thing, which doesn't make any sense. Right. Everything is going to look perfect except this one freaking little thing. Right. This duality. And but now we have a lot of devils in front of us. So we have to have the wisdom. And, you know, our goal in putting this knowledge together is to make it much more tangible for people to understand this dynamic. Go look at who actually anything we have came from everyday working people, people's names we don't even know. And that's who we should honor. Not Kennedy's, not Trump's, not any of these people we should honor. Those people work for a living, plumbers, electricians, people who make stuff, you know, who work their butts off. Labor is more important than capital. Right. The people that we actually know in real life. Exactly. Not the figures that they put that you have blind loyalty to while yep. 
the people that you know are getting abused. Yep. And the other thing people need to recognize is what what is it in them that has amnesia? What is in them that is not looking at the words and it doesn't connect with the Ds? We say, okay, okay. You know, we look the other way. What is that? What is that in you that is allowing somebody to openly tell you that he had 38 philandering relationships with women in a diary, raided them, and his wife hung herself, and then is telling you personal integrity doesn't match and public integrity. So if you're a woman, why would anyone vote for Robert F. Kennedy? Why? It makes, and why would evangelicals support Trump and saying he's like God? I mean, it's crazy stuff here. Like, what is it in you that is accepting this nonsense? And I would say it is because there's an aspect of you that has no self-respect for you or the kingdom of heaven within you. And you have to go into that because that is what all the great teachings are always about. And so if you're a true Christian, well, truly live the word of Christ. And if you want to claim you're truly for working people, well, then live the world of, word of working people. But you can't be in this middle freaking swamp and the lesser of two evils nonsense because that's what got us here. The lesser of two evils is why we have that graph. You know, that graph is because of the lesser of two evils. And it's only going to get worse, but we have an opportunity. Yeah, we do. So if people want to get a bumper sticker or they want to get involved, yeah. they just go to truthfreedomhealth.com? No, no. So they can go to shivaforpresident.com and get a bumper sticker. We make it really inexpensive, okay? Like five bucks, everything's included. Put it on the back windshield of your car. A hundred thousand people. If that's one thing you do, you're, you know, supporting the movement. We have little cards. You can download these flyers, go to your local shopping mall and hand them out. Have conversations with people. Show them this graph. Hey, your kids are going to, your kid's lifespan is less. How did we get here? And it doesn't matter whether you're Republican or Democrat. How the hell did we get here? How could this, we allow this to happen? And it's been happening since 1980. It's not the vaccine. It's a system of policies. We need a systems overhaul. You know, and people, if they want to get educated, go to truthfreedomhealth.com. It's all there. I've created sort of the university for understanding all this so we can create leaders. So we have a whole leadership model. Right. So it's all there, Morgan. So for me, I've done what I wanted to do when I was a four year old kid. You know, I wanted to figure out why there was injustice in the world. When I saw the caste system in India, I wanted to understand how my grandmother, who was a the village healer on no degrees, was healing people. Right. Using ancient systems of medicine. Right. So I figured this out. And the goal now is pure service. We have to educate as many people as we can. And those people should learn, teach, and serve. And that's how we go viral. The viral is learn this knowledge, educate others. Right. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Shiva. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. I've been a huge supporter uh, of you since 2020. So it's great to be able to actually interview you, speak with you, and just dive into the things that you care about and obviously exposing all of this censorship. And I do have hope that somehow we're going to pull ourselves out of that and knowledge is power. Knowledge. Yeah. I mean, I, my great grandfather was a poor indentured servant, you know, in that small village of, he had very little money, but if someone wanted a book, he would figure out a way to get it for them. Knowledge is the future. Knowledge is revolution. Cause once you understand the science of systems, you're on par with Henry Kissinger. You know what they're thinking. You can see the future and you get very confident in why, you, you can see the next Trump coming. You can see the next Kennedy coming. You can see the next Bernie Sanders. You can see the next Obama. 
And you realize we once we get smart, these people, you know, the wolves will run, you know, you'll expose the wolves in sheep clothing. And that's what we have to do. And we have to be uncompromising on this. If the words don't match their deeds, we have to call it out. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's what they bank on. And our words should start matching our deeds, which means we have to raise our standards. Our leaders should raise our standards, not lower them. Our leaders should bring out the best in us. Hard work, ethics, right? Morality. All these things are what our leaders should do. Not say, well, I guess it's okay to have be married and have 40 different relationships and share my diary with my wife. I guess that's okay. You know, that's they're reducing ourselves to like garbage standards. So we right. have to raise our standards. Mass degeneracy running wild exactly. in our society. Exactly. And so forget the 30%. Forget the 50%. My intention is, is to support that 20%, create a movement, and then the 50% will come over. They say, oh, I get it. But as we don't do that, if you see a guy wearing five masks, don't even try to convince them. Give them another mask. If they've gotten 10 boosters, tell them to go get another booster. Don't argue with these people. They're too far gone. Spend yeah. your time with the 20% who are like you and let's you know, build a movement around that. That's what we're doing. You can't waste your time with people they're going to just drain you. And that's what they want you to do. You'll lose your energy. You will get burned out. And that yeah. is part of the devil's technique here to burn you out. Totally. If they haven't picked it up by now, they're not going to, when it comes no to way. asking and the COVID and all the stuff, it's like, let them yep. be who they are. And yeah, I mean, in Chicago, we see a lot of them still over here. I call them drones and NPCs. Right. Yeah, and the goal is to, you know, the, the fundamental goal by design is these people do not love you. They do not have any empathy for your suffering. Anything that they say is just words. Robert Kennedy's never lived a life of everyday ordinary people. Neither has Trump. Neither has this dude Vivek. None of these people. These people are all from the elites. How could they possibly, anything that they say is pure words. I've had to fight injustice my entire life. I've had to live it and struggle with it. So I have a deep connection with that. So we have to reconnect with the people who actually do the work, not with the people who talk, 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 and never walk the walk. All right, Morgan, I'm I, uh, to, so anyway, we've made it easy for people to participate. Take the course, get involved, learn. You're getting all this knowledge. So you don't have to go to MIT. It's all there for you. It's like fire. Get involved in the campaign. We need to get on the ballot in every state. Go to shivaforpresident.com, volunteer. And if you donate, I give you a bunch of books. I can't take money for nothing. It's just, it's, I just never felt right. So if you give me money, I give you books. I give you courses. I give you, we give you all this knowledge. So you become, uh, you know, an activist, a leader in your own community. That's a goal. Great. Okay, Dr. Shiva. Mark, I'm going to play my uh, campaign video if it's okay as we sign okay. off. If you yeah, want to sign off, it's okay. Yeah, this is our campaign. And by the way, Everything we do here is done by us internally. We didn't hire consultants or anything. So let me just play this video and we'll come back and say goodbye. Hold on. Okay. Who would have ever thought I'd be running for president of the United States of America? I was born a low caste untouchable in India's caste system, a system of aristocracy, oppression, and racism. My name is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. I'm an MIT PhD, a Fulbright scholar, a scientist, engineer, entrepreneur, and inventor. My family and I left India to come to America on my seventh birthday. I grew up in the working class neighborhoods of New Jersey, playing baseball, mowing lawns, painting houses and coding software. My friends and neighbors are blacks, Italians, Irish, people of all races. 
As a 14-year-old, I wrote 50,000 lines of software code to create the world's first email system and was awarded the first U.S. copyright for email, recognizing me as its official inventor at a time when copyright was the only way to protect software inventions. I did that long before I ever came to MIT, revealing that big innovations can occur anytime, anyplace, by anybody. Growing up, I saw politicians dividing us by race and religion in both America and India to have us fighting each other while they remained safe in their gated communities and in their playgrounds of Hollywood, Martha's Vineyard, and Silicon Valley. I'm a fighter. I fought racism and exposed their imperialist wars, fought for workers, and put my life on the line against global corruption. I never wanted to run for political office. All that changed when I saw working Americans as never before being duped by the establishment and the not-so-obvious establishment. Across left and right, we were being sold out and made to forget why we came to America and why America existed. Lawyers, academics, billionaires, celebrities and politicians, elites, Clintons, Kennedys, Bidens, Obamas, Bushes, black and white have hijacked America. They printed trillions for their friends. They delivered crumbling infrastructure, corruption and racism. They've transferred trillions to themselves, dividing black and white, fear-mongering and fake science, lockdowns and censorship, dirty air, food and water, pushing drugs upon us, making us sicker. We've been sold out. One set of rules for them and another for us. We deserve a warrior with a history of courage in putting everything on the line for you, who believes in you, not them, who has created a movement bottoms up for truth, freedom, health. I've exposed their lies at the right time, never waiting until it was popular. I've exposed their false gods who exist to lead you back to them. I've exposed their fake science of lockdowns and masking and provided you solutions to fight them and win and protect your immune system, saving millions. I exposed Fauci, galvanized the fire Fauci campaign when others remained silent. When they stole our election, we sued the government and Twitter in our historic 2020 federal lawsuit, exposing in bare view the government and big tech censorship infrastructure the unholy alliance between government and social media companies. Where was Elon and his grifters? They stood by the sidelines and did nothing. They did not use their megaphones to help us when it could have made a big difference. Now our movement grows for truth, freedom, health, independent of all of them. Every day millions are learning the science of systems, the knowledge the elites do not want you to have, so you may learn how to think, stand up, and fight, independent of the establishment of left and right and their fake heroes. Now it's time for you to join the movement to win back America, to win back truth, win back freedom, win back your health. That's why I'm running for president of the United States. This race is about you. This race is about truth, freedom, health versus power, profit, control. We've had enough. They think we'll fall in line and vote again for their lawyers, celebrities, billionaires, and chosen ones from above. We choose our heroes from below, from the rank and file who do what is right at the right time, not when it's convenient and popular. They can never represent us. What America needs is a movement by the working people, for the working people, who are educated, organized, decentralized, and fight for independence from their systems of control. And that movement exists. It's ready for you. We don't need them. We need us to go bottoms up, neighbor to neighbor. My journey, your journey, are all the same. It's our time. It's time we had one of us. It's time to win back truth, freedom, health to win back America, be part of this historic movement, all the way to our victory on November 5th, 2024. If you're an American citizen, pledge your vote now for Dr. Shivaya Duray, the independent candidate for U.S. President. No matter where you live, you can be a part of this. Volunteer as little as 20 minutes a day. Don't delay. This is Dr. Shivaya Duray, and I approve this message, paid for by Dr. Shiva for President. Morgan, we should uh, 
we'll connect you up with people in in Chicago in the Illinois area. But okay, um, but it's great. Thank you very much, Morgan. Let's do it again. Um, okay, yeah, definitely. And I wish you the best of luck on your campaign and with your upcoming lawsuits and everything that you have going on. And Morgan, you do fashion stuff, right? Is that right? Yeah, I actually have a clothing line. So I have a Christian clothing line, um, uh -huh. and that's what I do. I do. I do a lot of different things. I'm a, a commentator online and then I do fashion. So it's a wide array. But, you know, I just kind of got thrown into all of this um, because I didn't like what I was seeing. And I've always kind of been a loud mouth and not really someone that falls in line. And so that's how I got involved with the political realm. Great. All right. Great. Very creative. All right, Morgan. Thank you. Be well. Be the light. Best to you and your yeah. family. Have okay. a great day. Bye bye. Thank, Thank you. Be well. Yep.